We're back with the final podcast with Thomas and Tobias from Gleis Lutz, and we're covering collective consultation issues in Germany. Thomas, Tobias, could you, we ask you to explain the different employee representative bodies that you have in Germany and what roles they play? Yeah, maybe as a starting point, um, just brief comment on the various employee representative bodies. They exist in, in different forms. In particular, we have the trade unions and works councils that may be of particular relevance for employers. A, a trade union is an organization of employees within a commercial or professional sector in, in Germany that represents the interest of its members, um, in particular by improving the payment and, and, and other employment conditions. Um, that, that means that the unions in Germany are generally organized on an industry um, wide basis and they only represent, as mentioned, employees who are um, their members. And um, as regards the competence of the unions, maybe one important um, aspect to know is that um, they enter into what we call so-called collective bargaining agreements uh, similar to, to what you have in the U UK. Um, as regards the, the works council, what we call in German Betriebsrat, uh, this is a representative body that may be established in an individual company's business um, operation, e.g. a branch, um, which must have at least five employees. The um, establishment of a works council is not mandatory under the law, so it's up to the workforce to decide um, to elect a works council and, and um, proceed with the relevant election process. The works council represent all employees in the operation for which um, it is elected for except for managerial employees and this applies irrespective of any union membership of the individual employees and what is probably really important if i may add that as Tobias mentioned, Works Council are not mandatory. And in practice, we have seen some very, very big company who didn't have a Works Council for a long time. One uh, prominent example, for instance, is SAP, the software company here in, in, in Germany. And they, you know, they had several thousand employees and got a Works Council, I believe, 10 years or so ago. But before that, they didn't have, have a Works Council. And um, this, you know, this, this the avoidance or avoiding a works council may in particular be possible in certain industries. For instance, we are both based in, in Frankfurt. I would say in a lot of foreign banks in particular don't see works council even if they have, let's say several hundred people here on, 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 on the ground. But eventually a company has no legal means to prevent the establishment of the works council is really about dealing with the people in a way that they don't feel um, that they should uh, start to to establish a, a works council. Thank you. And um, I, I suppose one topic it would be really helpful to to go into because it it's such an obvious kind of contrast with the UK are sector level bargaining agreements. Um, can you explain a little bit about how they work? Yeah, so, so as you mentioned, the, the CBAs, the collective bargaining agreements typically apply industry-wide and define the employment terms and conditions for a certain industry, for instance, the metal and electronic industry. 
in Germany. So the, the CBAs cover, as mentioned, the working conditions um, of the workforce, e.g. salary, notice period, and other matters, and have, um, and that's maybe a particularity, immediate and binding effect to the employment relationship of union members. So all employees in the industry who are member of the relevant um, trade union. However, and, and that's important to know for the CBA to apply to the employees of a company, the employer needs to be a member of the competent employers association. So the, the association which agrees with the trade union, with the relevant trade union on this specific CBA. Typically, the say the bigger companies, bigger employers in Germany are member in the um, relevant employers association um, with regard to, to smaller companies. So there's, it's not mandatory to be, of course, a member in the employers association. Smaller companies sometimes refrain from entering into membership. Uh, but, um, and, and that's maybe also a relevant aspect, um, even if they are not a member in the employers association, um, companies sometimes decide to apply the, the uh, industry applicable terms and condition, at least some of them to the workforce um, in, in, in their company. Yeah, the reason, reason being that, you know, the CBAs define a certain, let's say, salary level or a certain level of terms and conditions for employment in an industry. And you might may just not be able to attract people as an employer if you are not offering at least similar employment um, um, conditions. But as to be to where I said, uh, it's, it's, it's not um, mandatory. Yes, that makes sense. I can see that if you are trying to compete in an industry in Germany, you you and all of your competitors offer a particular set of terms that you'll be under pressure to hire talent. You'll need to know what those are. So I think that's that's very helpful to to hear about. Um, can we skip to a different topic, which is um, we often hear about co-determination rights when um, we are dealing with matters in Germany. Could you explain what they are and why employers might need to understand them? Yeah, co-determination rights relate to rights of the works council. Yeah, when we are talking about co-determination rights, it typically relates to the works council, i.e. not to the unions. And the rights of the works council are stipulated in the what we call works constitution um, act, which uh, contains rules on the establishment of works council, but also their rights and the rights of the works council are you know very far reaching they, they you know they start with information rights yeah the the, the um, works council for instance is entitled to receive information which um, it requires to check whether the um, company complies with legal obligations yeah for instance working time yeah if if, if, the com if the works council wants to check whether the company complies with working time requirements uh, the works council can ask the employer to be provided um, with information on the actual working time of the uh, employees in order to check whether um, the legal requirements are complied with the next um Next type of, of co-determination rights would be uh, 
consultation would be a consultation, right? As we would call it uh, in in such a scenario, the 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 works council can express its views and you know can say you know we 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 have different ideas. We um and the um company the employer must engage with the works council on on on. In, in such consultation and must take any comments from the works council seriously must respond to them but such consultation rights of the works council are not um let's say not not um that, that or that does not mean that that the works council would have to approve um certain um measures and and maybe the, the last and most important ones are the the real co-determination rights which are um, basically uh, rights of the works council which you know require the company to get the approval of the works council before implementing certain measures for instance um we the works council has a co-determination rights in relation to the allocation principles of bonus schemes just to give you a very specific uh, uh, example yeah the employer can decide you know my bonus pool is is the amount of x but how the amount is is distributed between the different um, employees um, is really something the the works council has to approve and what we see in practice, for instance, is that the, the company would agree with the works council in a written agreement on the, for instance, allocation principles for, for, for bonus, and that would be what we call works agreements, Betriebsvereinbarungen. But such a formal agreement is not legally required. It would also be sufficient if the works council just uh, approves uh, the, the, the approach of the company, basically saying, yes, we, we, we agree. Um, um to to this and these different types of let's say co-determination rights can really play or can can play a or different types of co-determination co rights can 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 play a role in a specific project for instance if you're talking about a mass redundancy just just to give you an, an example the works council basically has only a consultation right on the measure itself so you know say the company uh, uh, decides you know we want to um, eliminate 10 percent of our workforce it has to engage in a consultation process with the works council but eventually the works council does not have to approve to approve the cut uh, of of the jobs um, typically in such a mass redundancy scenario also a what we call social plan needs to be negotiated i.e um, an agreement uh, which provides for certain uh, termination benefits like severance pay and the like and in relation to this um, social plan the works council has a co-determination right which means the works council can force a social plan um, upon the company yeah and as i said you know the works council cannot prevent the job cut but it can de define the determination uh, conditions by uh, forcing a a social plan and these co-determination rights really play a very important role because the um, works constitution act gives the works council a lot of, a lot of rights in relation to very different topics you know as i mentioned working time you know general 
rules uh, of order in the in the in the operation principles for vacation remuneration principles so it's it's really um, um far reaching and the works council really has um a say in a lot of lot of items and you may probably wonder you know how you resolve conflict yeah if the works council just does not agree and tobias wanted to to make a few comments in this regard yeah so in so in case um there is a real co-determination right I, the employer may only implement a measure after the works council's consent um both parties so the employer and works council will start an information process and then enter into negotiations and in case they cannot find a, a mutual solution on the intended measure there is under the law some kind of yeah let's say escalation escalation um mechanism both the employer and the employee may apply for a so-called arbitration board um and 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 such arbitration board consists of the equal number of representatives of the employer side and of the works council side and in addition there is a yeah, neutral chairman sometimes um, a labor law judge um, sometimes already retired so there are um, yeah more or less professional chairmen for arbitration boards in in germany and this chairman serves in the um, arbitration board as some kind of mediator and um, the parties so the works council and the employer just continue the negotiations together with the chairman in the arbitration board sometimes they find a mutual solution and an agreement then the, the process is finalized and the employer may implement the measure based on the agreement if they cannot find um, a solution the the chairman's um, um, the chairman is the one who makes the the final decision on the intended measure in the in the end um, the as regards the process establishing the arbitration board um, that can be done mutually so the works council and employer can agree on on the number of representatives and the chairman um, if this is also not possible both employer and works council may apply to the labor court and and ask the labor court to establish the arbitration board and decide on the chairman and um, after the the arbitration board process i.e in case there is no mutual agreement but rather a decision by the chairman such decision may also be um, um, reviewed by by the labor court later based on an application both by the employer and the works council if you hear this process and sometimes that's the response we get from 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 our clients you may say well that's that sounds like a nightmare and 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 my my, my counter argument is well look you know the german economy is doing quite okay uh, also in comparison to 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 other countries but the the point i wanted to make here is that it's it's really important to understand that to deal with those co-determination rights to deal with works council really has a cultural aspect as well if you just 
if you were just looking purely at the law, you would say, you know, you cannot run a company here in, 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 in Germany because based on the law, the Works Council has so many rights and can make uh, the life of a company basically or for management miserable. And that's true. But culturally, I would say German Works Council tend to aim, let's say, on compromises. You know, they are trying to find reasonable solutions. So it's not a very contradictory relationship usually between management and, and works council here in Germany, for instance, like in France, as, as you sometimes hear or in the UK or in the US, uh, at least where you really have fights between management and, and using, uh, um, unions. Sometimes we have, but you know, the vast majority of our works councils have a decent working relationship with their with their with their um, management and in order to maintain this you really need to take them serious you have to accept that they have certain uh, 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 rights and if you don't do it you really may run into problems and one very prominent example we we had here in in germany was the retailer abercrombie and 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 fitch and apparently they decided you know to do it you know the way they were used to do it in the US worldwide and also in in in, in Germany and and if you look at the workforce of the Abercrombie and and Fitch stores you know all those young good looking people you wouldn't say well that's not a typical bunch to elect a works council but they were able to manage that the uh, employees elected works councils in their stores here in, in 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 Germany and there were really big fights between um, the works council in the stores and 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 the Abercrombie management and my sense just from the outside it's it's always easy to make comments from the outside but my sense is that they were just not accepting that things may be done differently here in Germany that works council employee representative have certain rights and that you have to take them uh, serious and if you don't do it then you may really run into serious problems because the law gives the works council a lot of angles and a lot of leverage, you know, to, 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 to force their um, position. Thanks for that. That's, that was really interesting. And I think, yeah, it, it definitely is quite different to in the UK, but obviously really highlights the importance of understanding um, the employment law landscape and, and what you're getting yourself into when you're, when you're working in Germany. And, and presumably it's obviously the importance of kind of having a good working relationship with your, with your works councils. Well, that wraps up our series with Thomas and Tobias. Thank you both so much. It's been incredibly interesting. If you have any queries on the topics that we have discussed during these podcasts, please do get in touch with us or Thomas and Tobias. We'll be back next month, so please do check in to find out who we'll be speaking to.